Hey, welcome to our first Truth Seekers podcast of the new year of 2022. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. It's good to be with you today. Hope that you had a wonderful Christmas, had a great time celebrating with your family and, and friends and remembering what Christmas is all about and celebrating uh, the fact that God is with us. And that is something that we certainly need to remember <laughs> as we move forward. Um, and I, I just want to real quickly, I, I would encourage you if you enjoy this podcast, if you're wanting to, to look at um, you know, kind of what we're doing at Truth Seekers. One of the basis of this is that I believe that we are in a spiritual battle uh, here in our society, in our country, in, in a different way than we've seen before. Um, and my message on Sunday, January 9th, it's also on uh, the podcast feed. Um, I would encourage you to listen to it. It talks about that because when you throw out the word spiritual battle, people freak out. People have all kinds of different misconceptions of that. Um, I'm not going to get off into the weeds of exactly how spiritual battles work and how that um, all practically lays out because I, we don't know. We don't, you know, I, I know that the Holy Spirit, um, I believe that he prompts us, that he uh, gives us peace, gives us joy. I can, exp I can tell you times where I have experienced the peace of God and the joy of God whenever I, I can't explain it. Um, and I believe that uh, evil <laughs> works in similar ways and that can have influence uh, on us as individuals, but also on us as a society. And, and that's what our truth seekers is going to be focused on more is the spiritual battle that we see in the society around us. And we'll talk about current events and things like that um, in the, uh, with, with the purpose of being able to see, okay, this is, this is what the spiritual battle is doing. This is what it means. This is, uh, this is why there's so much chaos. This is why there's so much division. You know, and, and last year, I, I have to say, I, I really was struggling with that. I didn't, I didn't want to completely go down that road. Um, I, it was, cause it, it, it's, it's hard. I mean, whenever you start talking about things like this, you immediately cause division. And that is the last thing that I desire or the thing that I want. Um, but it just, it happens. And I think we're in the middle of something um, very, th that's unique for us, um, unique for our society, unique for our country. I believe it's been happening for a long time, but it's, it's bubbled up now um, to the point where I, I don't think there's any, <laughs> any other explanation than that this is, this is spiritual warfare going on. And we're going to talk a lot about that. One of the things that that means is that um, there's going to be lots of things that I say that get misinterpreted, get lots of lots of things that you will disagree with, that you may misunderstand me, or I may say something that is um, that that doesn't come across the way that I would want it to. Um, and I, man, I, I hate that we're in a time now where that causes so much division that there's very little grace extended to anyone. But I encourage you, if, if, if you're feeling this, if you're feeling discontent, if you're feeling like there's chaos in the world around you, you may not be an uh, overly spiritual person. And maybe you don't like the idea of seeing this as a spiritual battle. I, I understand that. Um, 
hang with us. Let's talk about it together. That's okay. Um, but also understand um, that this is going to cause division doing this. Um, and we are in a, an age of deception. The spirit of the age, I've used that term and I will continue to use that term. The spirit of the age is a master of deception. And there are so many Christians and people who love the Lord that are being deceived. And I, as I've said before, I understand that I am just as susceptible to that as anyone else. And, and I, I am going to proceed with as much caution as I can. Um, but I, I can't worry about, and I'm not going to worry about, um, you know, how you may, <laughs> how you may perceive um, what I say or what I'm trying to, um, to share with you. Um, I trust that you will um, allow the Lord to speak through our conversations um, and that we will seek to find what is true um, through all of the mess. Right? And, and I've already had you know, some feedback that um, we're getting way too political. My desire is not to be political. Um, but the thing is, is the spiritual battle has enveloped the political scene, right? Everything has become political, right? And, and so, yeah, as the church, we need to speak into that. And by the way, I, I make it very clear, I do not believe that the answer to this is going to be a political answer. And it doesn't matter who wins uh, in the midterms. It doesn't matter who wins the presidency for the next 20 years. We are in the midst of a spiritual battle that is um, attacking uh, the heart of our country, that is attacking um, us as individuals, that's trying to pull us away from God. Um, and, and ultimately, the goal, uh, the goal of the spirit of the age is chaos, is destruction, and is ultimately is tyranny. And what we're seeing now is we're seeing a, a move towards authoritarianism, um, a, a redefining of, of how our um, government um, may work going forward. Um, and and we need to have some conversations uh, about how we, how we do move forward because the more authoritarian you become, the, the more evil that is able to be done. And, and we need to stand up against that. Um, we, we not only do we need to fight evil in our own life and, and need to be living a, a righteous life as individuals, we also need to be speaking uh, into the society as a whole uh, because the most evil in the history of the world has been done uh, through authoritarian regimes. And the poor the downcast, the normal citizens are the ones who are impacted the most by that. Um, and, and we cannot just sit here and allow um, the spirit of the age just to completely change our system of government, our, our way of doing things, if, if it's going to lead to a more authoritarian system. We, we have to push back against that. Our system is not perfect. There's lots of problems with it. Uh, we've already talked about some of those, but we've talked also about the importance of our founding principle of liberty and that that has to be um, maintained uh, or you move towards authoritarianism. And the spirit of the age will use that to bring about evil. Uh, and we have to stand up against that. And so we're going to be looking at, you know, different 
situations. I thought that's that's what we did whenever we we're talking about the whole Kyle Rittenhouse um, saga, um, kind of that whole picture of how the spirit of the age uses deception, uses lies, uses misinformation to inflame people, to get people to do things based on emotion, not on rationality. And and we see that in that case, um, and we're we're seeing it now. We're seeing it today. Um, I want to talk a little bit about COVID, and I know everyone's tired of talking about COVID, um, but I want to talk about it from the perspective of it, what is this? Is this a spiritual battle? Is there a spiritual aspect to this? And so I, 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 I'll just lay out the, the cards because you kind of have to do this because, you know, people will come up with every reason. If I say anything that sounds like I'm against the vaccines, people will call you anti-vaccine. Um, if you, you, it's just it, It's just insane, which all of that is a sign that this is a spiritual battle. But uh, I will say I have been uh, vaccinated. I was actually vaccinated really early on. Um, I did it with uh, quite a bit of fear and trembling. Um, but uh, I, I I did trust that they were helpful and that they were beneficial. And they have been, and especially early on. Um, they They have helped a lot of people. Um, but they certainly have not um, solved the problem. Um, but we'll talk a little bit about that. So I could care less if you're vaccinated. I could care less if you're unvaccinated. I don't think that matters. I could care less if you wear a mask, if you don't wear a mask. Um, I, that is not the aspect of this um, pandemic that I want to talk about. I want to talk about um, the evidence that this is clearly a spiritual um battle this is this is something that doesn't make sense you know and and there were there were a few things that happened over this past year that really just crystallized this for me that whoa something is going on here and and i know one of the first ones was there was a poll that was done and and you know again polls are polls but there can be and there is some valuable data that you can get from those there was a poll that was done and and I, I don't have it in front of me, I, but I know the basic numbers that that the the number of people that that believed that you, that you had a uh, let me start over. I'm going to start over because in my head this it just blew me away. The question was asked: What percentage of people who get COVID end up in the hospital? Not who died, but who end up in the hospital. That was the question. That was bas- the basic poll question. The number one answer to that question was 50%. So the, the, the largest number of people in the poll, the highest percentage, the number one answer was that 50% of people who got COVID ended up in the hospital. Now, if that is true, if 50% of the people who get COVID were ending up in the hospital, that would be the worst pandemic in, in history. I mean, it, that would have been absolutely terrifying. Right? The actual number is like less than 5%. I mean, you know, it fluctuates, especially if you break it out into age group, it really changes. Um, but it's, it's well less than 5% of you know, people who end up in, well, I, I don't know if it's well less, but it's around that 5% end up in the hospital. The percent that actually die is even much less than that. 
right? Now, none of this diminishes how bad things are and that, that we are in a pandemic and that lots of people have died in a pandemic. And as I talk about this, please, I mean, the spirit of the age it will try to tempt you to say, oh, it sounds like he doesn't care about the people who have died. No, this has been a horrific time. Pandemics throughout history have been horrific and they kill lots of people. And it is, it's a tragedy. Each one of those deaths are a tragedy. But we are talking about this from a bigger perspective, all right? So that was amazing to me that that the, that high of a percentage of people believed that if you got COVID, you had a 50% chance of being put in the hospital. It's like, how, how does that happen? How, what's going on there? You know, and that, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Right. And, and then just, you know, other little things like, you know, and, and even still today, you'll have people who are, you know, wearing a mask by themselves outside. Right. So there's, there's wearing a mask. That's fine. But wearing a mask outside by yourself, there has never been one ounce of, uh, of data or suggestion that that helps in any way. In fact, it, it, it doesn't. That's, that's not how, it's not how this, this works. And, and I know some of this is, well, we've just got to do something. We've got to do something to, uh, to take all the precautions we can. Okay. I, I get that. But, but, the spirit of the age is dis- so much deception. There's so much fear. And then what happens is in response to that, in response to seeing things like that, people will go the other way and basically not take it seriously at all, right? And, and people will just start saying, oh, that, all of that's stupid. There should, been, there should have been no mitigation efforts from the, from the very, very beginning, you know, whatever it may be. But clearly... The, the, the spirit of the age is causing so much distrust, so much um, um, fear that no one is thinking straight. Like, I mean, so few people are thinking straight, right? And, and I think all of us have probably been there at some point during this. And, and now we, most of us probably are at the point, okay, it's this. This is. It's about time to to start um, to start getting back to, to to normal. And I say that with I know cases are going through the roof right now, um, but we are hopefully getting close to the end of this. Um, but we we're still going to be dealing with the impact and the effects of it because the spirit of the age is using this to cause division, to cause anger, to cause fear. Um, and it is, it is so evident. I mean, and, and this does get, this does get serious. I, I'm, I'm going to come at things with as, a, as lightheartedly as I can. In other words, I'm not going to, to yell um, and scream and try not to be uh, angry. Uh, but there, there is reason for anger, and I think there's a, a reason for some righteous anger, um, and, and then it has to be directed in, uh, in good, productive uh, directions. Um, but, but when you start having, you know, not just, just you know, normal people who are confused and, and things like that and believe things that are not true, uh, but when you actually have, you know, pol- people in positions of power and things like that, and that... 
then decisions start being made that affect everyone. And if they're not being made um, based on truth, based on things that are uh, factual, um, that can start to to cause major problems in a society. You know, and I mean, just on this last Friday, we had Supreme Court, uh, one of the Supreme Court justices, um, who said numerous things about COVID that are just provably and blatantly false. Um, and it was it was interesting because the you know they were talking about whether the federal government can mandate a vaccine and those are conversations that we can have, um, but all of the reasons that were being given by some of the justices um, were not legal reasons they were emotional reasons that oh this is really bad um, and then there were were things that were said that were just completely not true um, and so how did we get to a place where where we have so much misinformation out there and most people are just tired of it and so you know it's, you're not going to go look for for more information it's just like no this is the way that I'm going to go through and and I'm comfortable with that well I think it's important that we do recognize this whole pandemic is evidence of spiritual battle okay I'm not saying that um, that either God caused this or Satan caused it in fact well, we may get into that later, um, but I, I am saying that the the way that we have handled this and the result of this is so evident that there is a spiritual battle going on. And, and one of the ways that, to me, really jumps out and that, that we need to think about, especially if you're a person of faith, um, what what we have been pushed, what has been pushed from the beginning, from it doesn't matter what political side of the aisle or anything like that that you're on, but what our leaders have been pushing from the beginning is that the way that we're going to get through this pandemic is to what? Trust the what? Trust the science, right? So we need to trust the science. And and I I actually agree with that. We need to We need to use science to help us through the pandemic. That is obviously true, right? Um, but yet that became an unhealthy mantra uh, to the point that I, I believe <laughs> that it became a an idol. You know, the Old Testament, especially one of the main things that we see in the Old Testament um, is the encouragement of the people um, to follow the one true God and to trust God and not uh, to give in to worshiping idols, which were man-made creations um, uh, of, of what man wanted God to be. And, and you see that all throughout the Old Testament. Um, and, and while today we don't necessarily um, are, are tempted to, to worship a, a golden calf or you know, some sort of an idol that way, um, I think we have definitely seen a tendency um, and an encouragement to worship the idol of science. And, and it, as I've thought about and gone through this whole you know, couple years, you know, what I wish we would have done um, is from the beginning, if our leaders would have acknowledged, hey, we are in a pandemic it is going to be difficult. It's going to be challenging. There's going to be a loss of life. Um, but 
we are going to put our trust in the one who has created us. And by the way, you could have said all of this uh, in our country and not violated any kind of uh, religious um, separation issues because our country is founded on a belief in the creator of the world and the God who created us in the Judeo-Christian understanding of who God is. So you could have easily said, we're going uh, to put our trust in in God to get us through this, just like he has gotten people through pandemics uh, in the past. Um, And we are going to use uh, the scientific knowledge and we are going to use the tools that God has given us and we're going to use the intellect and the understanding of scientists uh, to come up with as many tools as we can to fight this pandemic. Um, But we are going to put our trust uh, in something greater than ourselves. We're going to put our trust in the one who created us. Now, I know that most people are like, eh, what difference would that have, would, would that have made? I, I think it makes a huge difference because when your trust is in something greater than you, um, you recognize that you don't have all the answers, that you can't fix it. And what we have done by saying trust the science is we have convinced so many people that we were the ones that were going to end this pandemic, that we were going to come up with the silver bullet to end the pandemic. Well, God news for you, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and and if you if you still question that, if you don't if you don't get that now, well, I, I'm sorry because right now, if you're it doesn't matter if you're quadruple vaxxed, it doesn't matter if you've had COVID before, if you have natural immunity. This the newest strain of this is getting everyone right. And what's really interesting is <laughs> is with all of our medical advancements and medical technology and it's great and it you know that it's undeniable you know that we have made so many medical advances if you look back at the influenza pandemic of between 1917 and 1920 but 1918 1919 were the main two years of that so basically what happened then is you had the flu that came in and in 1917 it started killing people but and by the way it killed a much higher percentage of people it also was killing children and people ages 20 to 40 i mean if if that was the case with the pandemic that we're in right now um I, there is no way our society would have handled could have handled that we are way too immature um and way too emotional to even be able to to handle that um but you had uh, the a, a first wave of the flu that came through in 1917 and took out a ton of different people. Right? Remember, this is a hundred years ago, and then everybody started thinking, okay, maybe we've passed it. You know, it's going to be it's going to be okay. And then in 1919, there was another wave, a second wave. Um, and then in the late 1919 and uh, 1920, there was a third wave. By the third wave, it was much less uh, deadly. Um, lots of people would get it, but less people were dying. And then after that, it kind of 
morphed into people would continue to get that flu, a strain of that, um, for the next 30-something years until I, I think they'll say that the H1N1 replaced that strain. But, but, uh, but, but basically, you had the flu that came on, had three different waves, um, you know, and, and eventually what it does is it, a virus wants to live, and so it typically will get weaker um, so that it doesn't kill everybody, uh, and then it becomes what they call endemic, and the flu is endemic, right? All of us know that to be true. Well, what has happened with COVID, right? 2020, it comes in. And it's brutal. We have no tools. So we think that we're going to be able to um, battle it in a, in a different way, in a way that we've never battled before by, you know, just um, basically treating everyone as if they have the virus. So we try that. It doesn't work. We try masks. We try all this stuff. And before you freak out and say, if everyone would have worn masks, it would have done it. Just you look throughout the world. No one was able to control this. It didn't matter what was done. There are places that have extremely high masking rates. And guess what? They get COVID. It, it, it's a pandemic. It's going to hit, and it was going to hit everyone. You know? And so we, we have 2020. We have those first waves, and it's brutal. And, and we know it's going to be coming in the, in the winter of that year, and of course it does. Um, then things start to settle down. We start by the year uh, 2021. Uh, we have these vaccines. We're, we are all excited about it, right? That um, If you're Republican and supported Trump, I mean, he still touts the vaccines as, you know, the Operation Warp Speed, extremely excited. There are a lot of Democrats who are like, I'm not going to take a vaccine that's uh, from, from Trump. Now all of that's switched around, and, and it just doesn't, none of it makes sense because this is a spiritual battle, and we're all stupid, and we're all bad battling the enemy trying to deceive us and trying to distract us. But so we, so we trust the science to get us this uh, vaccine. The vaccine comes. It works fairly well um, for the first variant. But guess what? Viruses uh, mutate. That it's normal. That happened in the pandemic of uh, the Spanish flu. So it happens with this one. Well, we, we see that the virus is not quite as effective. Yes. Is there evidence that it helps with hospitalization and death? Sure. Does it, but is it completely shutting down transmissibility? No. But if you would say anything like that early on, that, that was bad. No, you've got to trust the science. These vaccines are going to work. Why? Because we are the humans and we're deciding to trust the science and that is where our trust is. And so this is what we know. Uh, and this is our only shot. Right, we put everything into that, and and so we started getting people vaccinated, and that was a good thing. And by the way, I think that has probably saved uh, thousands of lives. Right, for older uh, and and especially for at risk people to be able to get the vaccine, I think that has helped. There's also been some issues with the vaccine, right? But I, I just want to continue this comparison back to the. Uh, Spanish flu. So we've had now uh, waves three and four, right? Now we're into the third year and we have a variant that is, is overall very mild that people are getting, uh, you know, cold-like symptoms. Um, now, 
everyone's getting it. So there's still going to be people that get in the hospital. There's still going to be people who die. And that is tragic and that is horrible. Um, but this is following a very similar pattern to the flu, uh, the Spanish uh, uh, influenza pandemic of 1918. And, and so hopefully this is the end, you know, that the now COVID is going to become endemic. It's something that we are going to have to deal with for, for no telling how long, but it'll, it'll be weak. Our immune systems will be able to handle it. Um, so it, isn't it amazing to me how in a hundred years, with all the medical advances that we've done, that we've had basically the same pattern as what the last pandemic that we were in went. But the one thing different here is that we have, as a society, we have tried to convince people that we could have fixed it, that we had the ability to fix it, that if we just trusted the science, if we just did what we were supposed to, that all of this could have been avoided or it could have been minimized significantly. That, that is, that's a lie. <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean that the vaccines aren't amazing. Yeah, doesn't mean that uh, that we there may have been other things that we could have done that would have helped. But our biggest mistake, uh, and and why this is becoming so ugly now, um, is that the spirit of the age uh, has used this to pull us away from a trust in God and trying to convince us that we could trust in science. That doesn't work, and and on top of that. It, and this starts getting getting pretty insidious and and uh, and pretty evil. If if we truly trusted science, the way that we would have handled a pandemic, because see, science recognizes that there are very few laws in science. You know, like there's the law of gravity, um, but there are very few laws in science. Everything else are either theories or things that are meant to be tested, meant to be uh, questioned, that, we're, that, that that's how we learn is by questioning, um, is, by, is, is by not just accepting um, one, one theory, but continuing to question that and maybe find better alternatives. If, and and I, I'm going to be very careful here because there's been a lot of information that has come out today um, that, that shows some really ugly stuff with the, of information that has been with it, withheld and that was possibly known. We don't know yet, but, it, but there's, there's some possibly really ugly stuff. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm sorry. I, it, there, there are just some, some things that the spirit of the age um, is, is definitely at work. And <laughs> one of the things that I believe is, is certainly evident of that is why... With all of our medical understanding and our our desire to use science, why have we not been pursuing multiple avenues of attacking this virus? What I mean by that is why has early treatment um, been so attacked? Right? Why would it be attacked whenever there are doctors, and this is, 100% true. There are numerous doctors who have been treating COVID patients with early treatments. And it's important. Um, COVID gets bad in the eighth day because it, it's, it's, it, that's when it, 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 it kind of really 
uh, hits the immune system and causes all kinds of problems. If you can get treatment early on, um, it is definitely better. Um, so let's let's assume that there's no problem at all with the vaccine. Well, it was going to be a year, year and a half before the vaccine even uh, existed. Why for so long did we just tell people you get COVID and, well, go home. And if it gets bad, come to the hospital. If we trust science, shouldn't we be trying things to to help people, right? And you, you may say, well, it's a, that's a risk. Yeah, it's a risk. Guess what else is a risk? Using a vaccine that has just been developed. That's a risk. I, I'm, I was willing to take that risk. Right? But, but that's a risk. Why, why not use and try to find uh, ways of treating early on? Numerous doctors have treated with things that these have become political hot button, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. And it's not just those drugs. It's a combination of them and have seen great success. Now, does it cure? No. Have there probably been, been some side effects from people taking that? Probably so. But why, if we were trusting science, why would we just completely shut down anyone who was trying to treat it with, with existing drugs? Why are we having to wait until we come up with new treatments and new drugs? Now, I'm not saying uh, do both. I think we should have been all in on this. But you know what? You know who doesn't, wouldn't want us to be all in? <laughs> That'd be the spirit of the age, right? Because it can just cause, he used this to cause more and more division. And, and I, I, I do believe that there have been many people who have died um, because they were not uh, given early treatment um, and, and their lives possibly could have been saved. Um, and that, that, is, that is ugly. And, and ironically, if we trusted science, we would have been treating people early on. We would have been finding the best way, right? Um, I mean, we're a big enough country and, uh, and have enough um, people here and enough smart people that we could work on a few different things at once. We could have pharm- uh, uh, pharmacy companies working on a vaccine. We could have doctors working on early treatment of using existing uh, medicines. Why not? But the spirit of the age didn't want that to happen. And another sign that is, is very disturbing and one that we need to be watching out for is the the amount of information that is is now being censored um, and that is just not even allowed to to talk about you know and, and you see this in social media especially you know certain topics that um, that all of a sudden if you mentioned it you, you they would you know, make you remove the post or they would deplatform. Uh, and there's been people that have been deplatformed. And sometimes they, it was not completely accurate information. Uh, but there were things that, you know, I mean, people have been deplatformed because, you know, six months ago they said, you know, hey, it, it looks like the vaccines aren't keeping, uh, you know, th- don't necessarily keep you from getting it or you from spreading this virus. And that, that was, that was not allowed to be discussed. 
Well, well, now we know that to be true. And it, it was true back then, not to the extent that it is now. But one of the greatest tools of the enemy is to be able to censor information and to be able to convince us that truth is found only when it comes from one group or one entity. That is very dangerous. And it, you know what? It's also dangerous to have multiple voices. I get that because you know what? There's people that can lie. There's people that can give misinformation. But whenever, as a society, if we start accepting censoring and we start accepting um, basically not engaging and not even being allowed to engage in conversations or ask questions, um, that's that's headed in a really a really bad direction, um, and and I believe that's what the spirit of the age is is doing and is trying to do. Uh, and I want to just in, encourage you as we kind of hopefully prayerfully we are getting close to the end of this uh, pandemic uh, that we can kind of step back and we can we can recognize. That you know what we don't we don't have to hate our neighbor who disagreed with us. We don't have to hate our neighbor who still wears a mask or who who didn't get vaccinated. Um, that that the spirit of the age was using this to divide and using this to cause chaos, and we need to recognize that, and we need to step back, and we need to be praying, and we need to understand um, that there's. There's something much bigger at stake here, um, and and I believe the spirit of the age is, is trying to use COVID and will try to use more things in the future to, to bring chaos and division into our society, into our governmental structures and institutions, um, and I believe the goal of the spirit of the age um, is to bring about a more authoritarian system. Um, because that gives the opportunity um, for for evil to abound in even more <laughs> more pronounced ways, um, and we need to stand up against that, you know. And and we're not always going to we're certainly not going to agree on the methods and how we do that, um, but we need to recognize that we are in the midst of a spiritual battle. And if if you're if you're not sure of that, um, I, I understand. Uh, but if you're a person of faith. Um, I think it's time to start seeing things from this perspective. Um, and by the way, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I hope that uh, that everything's going to be just fine. Um, but I, th- I think it's going to going to get a little little crazy. But we have uh, the ultimate victory because we know that God has overcome. That God gives us the strength um, to move forward. Um, he's going to to walk with us through this. But that doesn't mean that we don't stand up for what is true and that we don't uh, acknowledge um, what's going on around us. And let us let's let us make the make the pledge to to not allow the spirit of a of the age to divide us, to not give in to the chaos, to not give in uh, to the uh, doom and gloom um, that. The, the spirit of the age is constantly going to try to be manipulating us with and deceiving us with, that we choose to keep our focus uh, on the one who gives us hope, on the one um, 
on the one who gives us victory. I thank you so much for joining us. We'll be talking more uh, about uh, some COVID things and uh, issues like that um, down the road. But I hope that you hang with us. I encourage you to share this if you think it'll be helpful. Um, But we're going to to move through 2022 together, um, and we're going to look for and recognize how the spirit of the age is working, uh, and we're going to stand up against it however however we can. Hope that you have a a wonderful day and we'll see you next time.